0: Hello and welcome back to New Recording. I'm your host, Pola. Um, is anyone getting into some summer reading? I have been myself and I was actually talking with someone yesterday about how we both like are tracking the things that we're reading and watching and how a fun thing to do is maybe look back and see what patterns are arising um, in what er- eras of your life thematically with the things that you're consuming so if it's any indication i'm currently reading the lonely city adventures in the art of being alone um and i want to read a short passage from the first chapter it says you can be lonely anywhere but there is a particular flavor to the loneliness that comes from living in a city surrounded by millions of people One might think this state was antithetical to urban living, to the massed presence of other human beings, and yet mere physical proximity is not enough to disperse a sense of internal isolation. It's possible, easy even, to feel desolate and unfrequented in oneself while living cheek by jaw with others. Cities can be lonely places, and admiring this, we see that loneliness doesn't necessarily require physical solitude, but rather an absence or a paucity of, connect- of connection, closeness, kinship, an inability for one reason or another to find as much intimacy as is desired, unhappy as the dictionary has it, as a result of being without the companionship of others. Loneliness is difficult to confess, difficult too to categorize. Like depression, a state with which it often intersects, it can run deep in the fabric of a person as much as part of one's being is laughing easily or having red hair then again it can be transient lapping in and out in reaction to external circumstance like the loneliness that follows on the heels of a bereavement breakup or change in social circles um so when i first asked my two guests to come on my show and what we would talk about um one of them kiana as you'll hear immediately says let's talk about death and that kind of pulled me in that kind of intrigued me Um, death and grief and living can be such a a lonely thing and not really having experienced it um, in a tangible way i uh, it it meant a lot to be able to speak with uh, two people who i care about um who had and who had such um articulate things to say about it so um this one goes out to anyone who has felt loss and um in the hopes that you might feel a little less alone thank you to scope of work for supporting this show and thank you for listening some some questions how are you guys feeling you're feeling ready
1: i'm feeling super zen
0: (laughs) okay super zen that's what i like to hear maybe it's a bit of the rain um the chilled morning that we had
1: Mm -hmm. the breakfast the wonderful breakfast breakfast
0: Breakfast is my favorite uh, meal of the day yeah and i love um, making meals for other people but um do you know why this is a particularly special occasion of recording why because this is the first time I've ever had more than one guest on the show oh, at really? the same time. Wow. Yeah.
1: A joint venture, and so, we get yeah. to be the initiation for you it.
0: You guys are kind of the duo. Okay. Yay. Do you think of yourselves as a duo at all?
1: Of course. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Especially key? in uh, Nicaragua, yeah. where we went through, whoa.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean. you guys seem like your travel, travel buddies. I mean, yeah. Yeah. okay, so... Mitchell and Keanu are here today. Yes. Anyone who caught the one of the last episodes I put out with my friend Julian, did you guys listen to it? Silence. Crickets. Do you hear the Radio crickets? Radio silence. <laughs> Do you disappointing. You hear the <laughs> Hugely disappointing. I thought we got rid of the crickets in the studio. <laughs> 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 Fucked up. Um, fake fans. No, I like, was just yeah, kidding. Yeah. Um, but these are actually friends of his that he introduced me to. Kiana, you were actually on that episode yeah. because the voice memo we played is the one that you sent me for my birthday. So now we have the very voice yep. live in the studio mm-hmm. in in the flesh.
2: Does it sound as good as the voice note?
0: It sounds better. Mm-hmm. And again. How did you guys decide to take a trip together at the, at the the way that you did? These two went to, where did you go? You went to Nicaragua yeah,
2: and together America. and
0: Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. How did that come to pass? Cause I mean, I'm sure that was a super bonding experience as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <For sure. laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I think we were both at, like, transitional periods, I'd Mm -hmm. say, in our lives. Mm. Um, Big career switches. Okay. And it was a very, like, perfect time to go, on both of our ends, to go and, like, do something wild and, like, get out of town and, like, kind of reset. Yeah. Um, And... and uh,
1: Sorry. No, go ahead. It it was, like, (laughs) when... This was during COVID, too. What? You
2: went during COVID? Yeah. Well, it was last year, so 2022. Oh, okay. so yeah,
1: I mean, like, COVID is
2: all around still, us. Yeah. yeah.
1: But still, like, lots of countries were shut and locked down. But Costa Rica and Nicaragua were very easy and accessible to get to. Mm-hmm. So they made, like, such a great choice. And we definitely Did just Did you took extend the, lunch. the invite to the rest of the group?
2: Yeah, but no one else is, like, I don't know. Mitchell and I, I'd say, are, like, pretty down to do some, like, wild...
1: Grimy, uh, I mean, clearly, like, you're
0: the two that ended up in New York this
1: weekend. Yeah, yeah. We'll so. go grimy and feral with, like, <laughs> yeah, we no were, like, questions asked. In, in the
2: trenches. Oh, yeah. In the trenches. Yeah. I
1: like to dig around in the fucking dirt. Yeah. I mean, I respect it.
2: Yeah, I'd say both of us, like, neither of us are, like, risk-averse at all.
1: No. Um, Maybe 2 a fault. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't watch that. You yeah. need some
0: ba- to balance each other out Don't somewhat. look at the
2: scars. Don't yeah, at... <laughs> just don't the let us on scars. the motorcycle. Yeah. Well,
0: oh my gosh, I would, I would love to hear that story eventually yeah. um, on the show. don't let him drive a scooter, no. But um, no. I'm so glad that that type of adventurous spirit energy brought you here. Mm-hmm. I want to back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Who are we? Who are we talking to? Who are you guys outside of being, in my mind, a duo, a pair to each other? Let's hear from Kiana. Why don't you introduce yourself?
2: Um, I'm Kiana. I live in Toronto. I grew up in Toronto. Um, I don't know. There's. I like to do fun things. <laughs> I like to meet people. I, I love like it. To, try things
0: she's a very fun girl virgo
2: i'm a virgo Ooh. virgo sun scorpio moon libra rising love it i'm very emotional i'm very neurotic <laughs> i'm very friendly yeah. extremely friendly it's just an interesting combo of i know mm. <laughs> it's hard up in this uh, brain yeah
1: sometimes. it's like a maelstrom
2: yeah um i don't know um
1: take
0: a pause <laughs> think with it who this is what I meant I? by putting you on the spot. Mitchell, let's go to you. Who are you?
1: Who am I? I'm Mitchell. No. Mitchell
0: who? Uh,
1: 26, from Toronto, uh, born and raised. From Toronto. I have
0: so many Canadians on this. Of course. You guys are the second Only third. exclusively Toronto people. <laughs> yeah. For real. No, yeah. Fuck the rest of Canada. Yeah, no, no sure. offense. No offense. Uh, shout, out shout out to Edmonton.
1: Shout out to Winnipeg. Shout out to Winnipeg. <laughs> shout out to, no. No shout out to Winnipeg.
0: Oh, uh, God.
1: Sorry. But yeah, uh, I like to travel a lot. I've been to a lot of different places. I work a super unconventional job. What's your job? I work in, I guess you could say, professional graffiti and media advertising agencies. I was
0: wondering how you might describe what you do. Yeah, I guess
1: it's a media agency, really. Yeah, But we do physical street art, Mm -hmm. um, specifically wild posting and big art mural campaigns from small businesses all the way up to like... Big, big companies. That's cool. American
0: I Express. mean, in an era where media is so focused on like the digital, it's cool mm-hmm. that you can like, I don't know. I feel like so many industries now, especially like in tech or as I've like progressively gone through my career and have have had to explain the things that I do to people who have only worked in careers that are tangible. Like mm-hmm. my dad, he's a construction worker. Oh, so he bands. literally like, this is what I do. This is what I produce. And it's actually something that you can see mm-hmm. and touch. Um, and I'm like, I, I don't do that. <laughs> hey, <that's laughs> I send okay. emails. I'm on the phone all day. So it's cool mm-hmm. when, you know, to think about that you're also in, in line with like actually bringing something into the world.
1: Yeah. And it's sort of cool because the more momentum we have towards like digital things and everything being like, you know, on the Internet or on the cloud, there's also this counter movement that's growing alongside or parallel to that where we want more physical things. Yeah. We respect It's sort of like. We can mass produce food and have all this GMO stuff. But then when something's organic and takes a long time to grow, we value that more.
0: Yeah, because we know what's behind it. Exactly.
1: Mm -hmm. So there's like this return to like traditional forms of like art that people see it. They're like, wow, we really want to invest in that or we really want to see more of that.
0: And they should. I feel like both of you are kind of scarce online. Thank you. It's so nice to have you both here. Let's do a mood check. How are you both feeling right now?
1: I'm feeling good. Feeling good? The rain is outside. It's nice and calm in here. The mic is sounding super ASMR. Yeah, yeah. for real. It's relaxing. Hello, hello. Yeah, it's the it's first time
2: in New York. I'm doing a podcast. You're
0: you're doing, doing big things, yeah. Kiana. You're booked and you're busy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad we can bring that calm energy <laughs> um, to here. Is there anything else you two can share about yourselves um, that would help contextualize your perspective for anyone who might be listening?
1: Perspective, like from like how people will understand us.
0: Yeah, exactly. If they're like, I don't know if you hear someone like give an idea or opinion or a take and you know a little bit more about them, mm. it can help a bit with like understanding or like knowing where that person is coming from. Yeah, so you can sure. speak from a place of experience exactly. or I don't know, I guess I'm curious about what other lenses you two are bringing to this conversation. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, I definitely think that because I'd say both of us have lived like pretty unconventionally mm-hmm. um, and we're out there doing a lot of things, seeing a lot of places, having traveled so much and, dealt with so many people whether it's businesses that mm-hmm. we've ran yeah. or people we meet while we're traveling
0: these are young entrepreneurs yeah. on the mic yeah. we're they're builders they're we're builders grinding. you guys are building builders, shit makers, yeah I fuck with the future <laughs> I fuck with the vision hell yeah
1: yeah and i think just having that diversity of perspective like dealing with so many people consistently and people from all walks of life and in, in different countries really gives you that like i don't know like lens to look at the world where it's a more rounded perspective yeah you know what i mean like if you are always posted up in one place and doing one thing for your whole life it's kind of easy to get boxed into certain belief systems or certain experiences or ideas or you find like a groove that you like to live in and then you continue living in that yeah but having for say lots of different jobs or lots of different traveling places lots of different people that you're friends with Really opens up that lens. Yeah, right? these
0: guys have range. Does yeah. everyone hear that? Does it We've right? Done a lot yeah. of different
2: things.
1: Been like, across the world. Yeah.
2: Shut down businesses. Tried new things. Um, I'd say another thing. Definitely between the two of us is like we both take our friendships very seriously mm. and like relationships in our lives very seriously.
0: It's important to bring that to the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
2: especially in the context of like who we are as people. Like for sure. Extremely important to us. Like Mitchell is still friends with people that he met in like the fourth grade, right? So, Mm -hmm.
1: um,
2: definitely like something we prioritize time with friends, time with loved ones, doing things together, like fun things together, experiencing things with other people Mm -hmm. um, is like a pretty high priority, I'd say. Yeah. I
0: think that's such an important value to have to like really hold people close because. Mm The way, like, we're developing as humans is, is, is so focused on, like, the individual. Yeah. And people forget that we're not, like, evolved to really live that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're
2: supposed to be a community. Yeah. We're supposed to live amongst one another and, like, share experiences with one another. And, and be able and, to rely on one another yeah, and yeah, not have that sure. be
0: limited to, like, people who you, quote, unquote, like, call your family. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's great. I'm, I'm glad I have. Two brilliant people here with me today. Our brains are working. <laughs> Our We're brains trying. are working. So, do I? Are, are there of you familiar with the premise of my show?
1: Explain it for the good people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Explain I'm it for hurt. the good people. I'm hurt. Okay.
0: So, <laughs> my show is called New Recording. Mm-hmm. And um, the premise is that folks come on and play a voice memo or a voice note from their phone, and we use that to break uh, open a conversation about any topic. Cool. Um, I sort of view voice memos as a space in the same way that audio, because it's um, divorced from, like, an image. When Mm -hmm. we're so image-focused now and, like, so here, it kind of allows people to be more authentic, Mm -hmm. to be able to get more intimate. Um, And so it's interesting to me to think about... um, The types of things that people record or what it is about a moment, whether it's, like, private or special that, like, compels someone to, like, document in a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that being said, I'm curious how, if at all, either of you have used voice memos um, in your life.
2: All the time. I... I really like to communicate via voice note. Mm. Um, I have a lot to say sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes it's just easier um, to communicate what you mean with like the cadence of your voice. Yes, too, like, tone. Think, yeah. Um, sometimes things can get when it's something serious or something important or like a story. Um, I like a voice note. Yeah. Same. Mitchell?
1: For me, honestly, it's not something I partake into often.
0: Maybe you should start.
1: I think, you know what? After what you've said today, you're kind of opening up my eyes to it <laughs> because it is a very, very, like, I guess, easy way that's, like, very accessible to connect on a deeper level yeah. and, like, use our phones and our easy access communication between the two of us or whoever. Um, in like a more deeper way.
0: Yeah, right? I mean, I saw you journaling this morning. Like to me, you it's also that. a form of that, right? For sure. But it. it It's a little bit more detailed Mm -hmm. because when you're like recounting a moment in your life or a story or something that you want to remember, you obviously have like the words that you're using that you could read on a page. But you also have like the space around you recorded. Mm -hmm. You have like how your voice sounds and you're – I don't know. I think sound is such a powerful way to like re-enter a moment. It brings
1: the energy of you into another person's space. Exactly. Because
0: it it just – it picks up on all those things. And our iPhone – Microphones are honestly way more sensitive than, than you, you might think. Um, I, we were having a lovely breakfast this morning, mm-hmm. and I can't remember which one of you brought up the Body Keep score.
1: Oh, yeah. That was me. For sure, yeah. Okay. For sure.
0: So one of the reasons, too, um, why I got so excited about voice memos and I guess trying to like create a culture or subculture of people using them is after I read that book because introduction of that book, if you remember or anyone who's listening who might not have, ha- <laughs> anyone who might not have read it um, talks about how, I don't know, processing your traumas or recounting them or reliving them um, literally alters your brain chemistry in some way that helps it makes it easier to release that trauma mm-hmm. and so i realized when i was recording voice memos and going back in my phone it was like um a practice a practice of that so that's mm-hmm. how i've used them mostly apart from communication which mm-hmm. i totally agree i think is um a super super cool way to connect with people too mm-hmm. so when i asked mitchell and Ken if they wanted to come on the show immediately what did you say canna what talk we, about death. we should talk yeah, about let's death. get real let's talk about, about it
1: straight off the bat <laughs> for
0: okay. real most is a joke i guess but i was definitely intrigued
2: yeah i think it's a subject that we can get really into like mitchell and i oh, for, yeah. Sure. Yeah. for sure yeah
0: another lens they're they're both bringing mm-hmm. um the death, <laughs> the death lens. The lens of death.
1: <laughs> We bring a kind of death lens vibe to the party that casual people don't really like. They don't really like it. Already. Yeah, they can't fuck with it.
0: <laughs> um, well, I've definitely experienced loss before, but I don't think grief ever. And mm. I've always thought about grief as this sort of impending, unstoppable force that I'd meet one day. Mm-hmm. Um, bracing myself for it, but never encountering it yet. Um, People say it's not something you can really prepare for, Mm. Um, but I guess it is something we can talk about and normalize and make it a little less scary. Um, Mm. Something that just occurred to me, do you two view loss and grief as different things?
1: Mm.
2: I think even – I don't think grief is always just tied to death, right? I think you can grieve in a slightly different way, obviously, like the end of a friendship or like a breakup, Mm -hmm. right? It's still – Simil- like not the same at all, right? But if you no longer have contact with somebody and it's mm-hmm. still like you think about them and you might not want to share mm-hmm. with them, it's kind of like...
1: Yeah, even like, like if you just say you radically change up your life, mm-hmm. you can grieve for like the old life that you lived, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Or the things that felt normal back then that no longer feel normal, like... You can grieve and miss those things and have that still sense. Maybe it's not as potent yeah. as when somebody dies or loss, mm-hmm. but you can still feel it in different ways.
0: So what would you two say then, apart from uh, its potency, mm-hmm. makes losing someone, a person, their life mm-hmm. unique to like as, as comparing to like other types of grief or loss that we can experience?
1: I think, like, obviously it's dependent on the relationship you have with the person, right? Like, if it's somebody not so close to you, like, it's not going to hit that hard. If it's somebody very, very close to you, like in some of our cases, like, it can be a very, probably the most potent, radicalizing, life-shifting event that you can have, right? It's like, if you think of your life... and key events that shift your trajectory or shift you as a person there's probably only a couple that really really make the same lasting impact like just say getting married or having a child or losing somebody close to you right there's tons of things that happen in between but they probably aren't going to compare and they're going to fade out over time but certain key events they never fade out Right. So I would say loss is probably one of those.
0: I mean, that makes complete sense to me. And I'm so glad we're having this conversation because it's Mm -hmm. already making grief and loss seem like something that I don't know. I'm the type of person that I never quite ever shy away from negative feelings or heartbreak Mm -hmm. if they're like super intense. Like, Mm -hmm. I find myself really actually drawn to intense feelings, even when they're negative, because it makes me feel. more like a person like it it really connects me with my humanity and Mm. so knowing that grief or loss albeit for the worst is one of the most intense or life-altering things that you Mm. can experience like
1: and not that you can that you will
0: that you yeah like
1: the thing to remember (laughs) is that like it will happen to all of us it's going to look very different it's going to feel very different yeah but that card is being dealt to everybody and probably multiple times. And it is scary. And it is unavoidable. But like something great, like we're talking about it right now, maybe it can start alleviating some of that anxiety that everybody's going to have about it. Because like whether we go through it now, whether I go through it at 22 or for you at like 25, or you go through it when you're 40 or 50 or 70, like it's going to happen. Yeah. Right? So the more we can talk about it and make it not such a scary horrible abstract thing but instead it's like we reground it as part of the normal human experience yeah right like it's very very normal and very very human to go through that
0: that's so true mm. um i was hoping to try something with both of you mm-hmm. maybe tune into our senses for a moment mm. what do you think grief looks like
1: I got a good answer, but if we need more time to think. You can go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I read this. I don't know where I read this. Maybe it was a book. Maybe it was a podcast.
0: I don't <laughs> you know. read it on a podcast.
1: I read it on the podcast, on the uh, closed caption. <laughs> um, but no, somebody explained it in a fantastic way, and I completely agree after oh, having yeah. like, lost some people. It's like grief looks like you're standing in a tiny room, and when somebody dies, there's a huge black pit in the room. And you're trying not to fall in so you're pressed up with your back against the wall and you have nowhere to go because when you lose somebody it sort of consumes your whole life especially right when it happens and this black pit your entire life it's never going to get any smaller it's always going to be there and you're always going to have like the threat of stumbling into it but as time passes the pit never changes but the room gets bigger more things fill into your life And let you move around it freely. Mm. And eventually, when a lot of time passes, you might not encounter the pit for days or weeks or months. doesn't mean it's not there. It's still there. And you're still going to come across it every once in a while. But your chance of falling into it or that sensation of feeling claustrophobic, like nothing else in your life matters, does fade out. Yeah. So it's a cool way to think about it. I mean, it's not cool, but we try to make (laughs) Things
0: it's a it's an terrible, interesting depiction, right? yeah. I mean, probably can only be really articulated from someone who has experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of metaphor is a wonderful entry point into understanding, particularly for me, someone who can picture that but has never felt it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiana, we'll go back to you. Any other senses that what it sounds like, what it feels like, what it smells like, even.
2: I feel like the way that Mitchell described it is, like, pretty valid. I was going to say, like, a, it feels like a black hole, like, yeah. in your chest or something, or, like, uh, something empty that you can't fill. Wow. Um, like, a cup that will just, like, spill out. But it also changes all the time, right? Grief can also be kind of beautiful. Um, like, sitting in a field with, fla- like, a bunch of flowers around, and, mm. like, the birds are chirping and stuff, and it's, like, you're kind of dissociating, but it's also really beautiful at the same time, and, yeah. like, your butt... Like Picture it like sitting alone in a field and like it's beautiful and no one's there and no one can hear me. And it's like an enclosed field and like you're like a one person island, but you're not. I don't know. No, I, I completely yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, like um it can be beautiful, like
1: serenity, Yeah, but it can also be like melancholic. Mm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because... Like, a
2: little isolating, but you also are forced to confront yourself. So mm-hmm. it kind of. Makes it a bit more isolating, but also kind of nice because you can discover new things about yourself and it opens up this whole new part of your brain where, like, even if you're really, really close with somebody, like, you can still get closer with them Mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, at least in my experience, it's like, she's everywhere now. Do you want to
0: talk a little bit more about your experience with grief?
2: Yeah, like, the circumstances and stuff? If you want to. We don't have to. So, my... Best friend of, like, 25 years died by suicide, like, a year and a half ago, Um, which was crazy because we had no idea, right? So that was one where you can never prepare for it, right? Even if you are aware that it's happening or, like, you know, you have a time frame or whatever, but that was a shocking one. Um, We also were friends since we were babies, so that felt like my arms got ripped off, Yeah. right? I was like, we had a business together at the time. We, like, went to high school together. We worked together. Um, and so she was very much in every single part of my life, too, which was weird because then there was a void everywhere that I went. Um, and then I felt weird because, I don't know, I was surrounded by a lot of people, which was beautiful, right? Like, she had a lot of friends. We had a lot of mutual friends. I had a lot of people around me that kind of just like held me in that time, which was amazing, uh, but it's still very isolating. And then I feel like I'm carrying like a
1: mm-hmm. like a
2: heavy cloud with me everywhere I go, um, and I felt weird like talking to people and like, I've because everybody knew her and I like as a very close pair. Yeah, I felt that anytime I walked into a room, that's all that people saw. Yeah, in a way, because we go everywhere together, right?
1: Mm. Yeah, you guys were, like, attached. Yeah, yeah, everywhere.
2: Share. So it was kind of beautiful because it affirmed to me, like, how important we were to each other because it was so, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, Kiana, like, where where are you? Like, what's happening? Are you okay? Um, so in a way, it was kind of beautiful because I was like, okay, like, we had something very special and other people saw it. Um Wow. Yeah, it was very difficult at the time, still. Yeah. um, Because, you know, we were supposed to be, Mm -hmm. like, old together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, We weren't supposed to end it at 25. Yeah. Um, But now I feel also really close to her. I see her everywhere. Yeah. Right? So because she was such a big part of my life in so many aspects, I'll walk down the street and I'll be like, oh, she's here right now. Or, like, I would talk to her a lot. When we were on that trip in Nicaragua, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, my God, it's so hot. Please give me some wind, girl. And then, like, a a gust of wind would come, and Mm. I'm like, oh, my God. So it sounds a little silly, but I definitely feel her everywhere, um, especially when I'm doing things that we liked to do together or uh, when I'm trying something new. I'm like, it's okay because I got her with me. Or when I'm seeing a new thing, I feel like it's pushed me to do more new things because... I'm doing it for the both of us.
0: Wow. In a way.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it. From what? First of all, thank you so much for your willingness to share.
2: That's. I rambled. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, that's perfect. So, really, really beautiful and touching to hear. You know, you think about grief bringing you closer, maybe to, you know, the people who are sharing in that grief or around you. I've never also thought about it as having the capacity to bring you closer to the very person that you've lost Mm -hmm. and it makes me think a lot too about how I don't know trying to wrap my head around how someone's not presence can feel like a presence almost like even more
1: strongly Mm -hmm. yeah because they like you start to think of it like they are not that physical person there anymore but they become more of like a omnipotent universal force in your life that you can interact with or that you can pay attention to and you can meditate on and really share maybe a different kind of relationship. One that you have to instill a lot more trust in that like, yeah, this is really happening or like, oh, that person is still with me, but it allows you to go deeper in a way, which is, it's odd to say because you think, oh, with a physical person, like you can get as deep as you want, but it's almost more intimate Mm -hmm. in a way like you feel that person's presence with you in your most private moments and in your hardest moments when if they were there like maybe they wouldn't be sharing that experience with you
2: i'm Mm -hmm. sure or maybe you wouldn't share as much exactly right like there's no hiding at the beginning I remember like when she first passed, like using the washroom, I'd be like, don't look. Or I'd be doing something embarrassing. Yeah. I'd be like, don't look at me. Look. Or like, she hated cigarettes. Oh my God. So. Yeah. Uh, oh my I remember, God. Like, smoking a cigarette one time and be like, oh my God, don't look at me. Like, I
1: think the exact same thing too. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God. Like, I was like, oh, spirits, spirits, what go away right say? now. <laughs> <laughs> go yeah. away. You, like,
2: just turn around, yeah. put yeah. on yeah. your blindfold for a moment.
1: Oh my God.
2: Just let it happen, okay? I'm stressed. It's fine. Yeah. Well,
0: Okay, too, I think about one of the maybe more unfortunate things about losing someone, um, especially with what you described is like um, the other the, the way other people were perceiving you mm-hmm. as like a part of this person and like that almost, you know, you being reduced in some way. Um, just to that, to that moment, I think obviously that too is does not not extend to, Um, The way that the person who's gone and their life and memory just all becomes characterized by its ending. Mm -hmm. And so maybe there's a way to make space to honor their life by speaking about them in a, in a fuller way. So I was hoping, and we can maybe go to you, Mitchell, as well. Sure. You seem like um, you're speaking from personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone that you've lost in your life, um, if you could just tell us about them, yeah, things sure. that you loved about them, things that were, you know, that are funny about them. Of course, um, of
1: course. Yeah, so definitely I've lost a couple people in my life. Um, one of my really close friends, Cameron, when I was in university, I lost my mom uh, three years ago and then more so recently my grandfather. Mm-hmm. So lots of people. Yeah. And each one of those experience has sort of reflected a lot back to me about like, you know, who I am and how I feel and shapes me a lot. And honestly, like death as like a force of change, being yeah. super powerful, going through it, you know, once will change you a lot. Going through it a couple of times.
0: So young, well, too. Well,
1: holy. No, not recommended. Yeah right but you know definitely like maybe i'll just start with cameron yeah because i just met cameron he was another dude in my university anthropology class (laughs) that we didn't do so well in cameron (laughs)
0: straight c hey
1: we messed up man (laughs) don't look don't Don't look look, don't look (laughs) hey hey he he definitely wasn't looking (laughs) okay and um yeah you know that one definitely changed me a lot because we when it's like when you meet somebody and you know Oh, we're gonna be best friends or like you meet somebody for the first time and oh that feels like my brother like that feels like my sister Mm. right and we would go to university we would kick it all the time but we would never hang out outside of university and we would always be talking and hyping each other up like hey we're gonna hang out next weekend hey we're gonna do this or go here and we always sort of me and him equally took it for granted we always assumed the other was always going to be there. Yeah. So if something came up and I couldn't make it, it was no big deal to flop on the plans. Or if he forgot, it was no big deal day of. Like, he just shoot me a text. Yo, bro. Like, I, I totally forgot. Right. And we went back and forth like that for a, a while. It was one of these things where, like, you know, the friendship could be beautiful if it was just given like that little bit of water yeah. on it. Right. And then one day he just died. And he wasn't there anymore yeah and that really changed the way that i see all friendships all relationships with people like don't think that you're always going to have that chance right because you don't you everybody's going to go at some point yeah right and it's a terrible terrible feeling to live with that regret
0: i'm sure it's something you can't come back from no what's something that you loved about cameron or what was the moment that you realized you know, oh, I'm noticing this thing about this person. we're gonna be we're gonna be good friends.
1: I don't know. like it was just when you can talk with somebody for the first time and within like fifteen seconds of feeling each other's energy out, just being like, "Oh, I don't have to hold anything back. Yeah, like, oh, we can just kick it and completely be ourselves. yeah, and like we're both vibing with the exact same jokes. We're both vibing with the exact same, I don't know content or interests or whatever yes and also i think me being very athletic and he was really heavy into gymnastics
0: cool but
1: like to the point where god tier gymnastics (laughs) olympian olympian greek god type shit (laughs) where i was just like okay you know this is somebody like we share so much in common yeah like super dope wow super dope Kim. And I miss him. I miss him all the time.
0: No, he sounds really amazing.
1: Yeah. So he was like the first one and we didn't know each other for that long. So even though that period of grief was very impactful and to this day, I always try to like, I learned my lesson from that. Yeah. If somebody wants to hang out, even if they're questioned like, oh, maybe hang out. I will make the hangout happen. <laughs> right. Because it's better.
0: I will come to New York.
1: Yeah. No, It for real. It is better to go see that person. Even if, like, it's inconvenient. Yeah. Right? Because maybe you guys won't always get that chance.
0: That's really true.
1: Right? So that one definitely impacted me. But I would say losing my mom was, as anybody can imagine, like, probably the most impactful thing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, I could ever imagine. You know, that one was tough. Um, She died three years ago. And my parents are divorced. My dad lives in the States. I don't have a lot of family in Canada. So... When she got sick, she had cancer, and when she passed away, wow, that was like a very yeah. intense, scary experience to go through. Yeah, yeah, very um, emotionally charged, very chaotic. Um, for a while, I thought my life was my life was falling apart. and it took me a long time to stabilize my life. I was having very like like mental health was just spiraling out of control. I thought oh like I'm gonna have to leave the country maybe I'm about to be homeless Mm -hmm. like I don't know what's gonna happen there was crazy backlogged non-payment electrical bills stuff piling up in the mailbox that as a 22 year old like I hadn't even filed my own taxes at that point yeah you know what I mean never mind gotten collection notices from banks looking for 40,000 debt like
0: so not only are you dealing with like The grief of losing someone, but also all of the logistics that you have to untangle after. Yeah,
1: It, it, it really impacted the grief process, I think, in a negative way. Yeah. Because, you know, when somebody dies, just say maybe a bit more external, externally to yourself, it's like you guys all come together. You go to the funeral. You get to talk and share about that person. You go home and you get to sit and process that. But I was too close in the situation. Yeah. And it was during COVID. So nobody was really allowed to gather. Mm. So the grieving process was actually very like isolatory. Yeah. And it was very scary. Like there there wasn't anybody to snap me out of bad thought patterns. And like I didn't know who I could talk to. And it's such a heavy thing that you don't even want. For as much as you need to talk to somebody, you don't want to. Yeah. Right, because if I go out with friends and somebody casually asks me how I'm doing, right. am I really about to drop that intel <laughs> on them like when we're standing in line at the club, like yeah. it's not not the time to mention the like
0: if I am willing to talk about this, mm-hmm. will I even be understood, really? yeah
1: for sure, and like you know you always you know whether you try to or not, you're always conscious of how people perceive you, mm-hmm. and like. Because it's such an intense emotional thing to happen, it's like I, like it's taken me a while to be able to talk about it and keep my composure.
0: Thank you for too for your willingness. Oh, to, of course, to of share. Course. Once you were able to bring some more stability about your to back to your life yeah. and think about um, think about and grieve properly. Um, I don't know. I would love to know more about your mom, the things you loved about her, and mm. also. Um, the ways you think the two of you might be similar or different.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I gotta I gotta give it to her. Like she was definitely like the smartest person I ever yeah. knew. Yeah. For sure. You knew her. She, yeah, she was yeah. the best. Wow.
2: Yeah. Oh, I would yeah. hang out with her. Like yeah. not even with Mitchell. People would
1: <laughs> My friends would come over to my house and just hang out with my yeah. mom.
2: Oh my Mitchell God. wouldn't even be home. I wouldn't be there. <laughs> I
1: show up, it'd be like three girls sitting there with my mom. I'd be yeah. like, Oh, okay. She's
0: all of our mom, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she was cool. She was cool. She's like Quite literally, she's the female version of me.
0: Wow. But wiser. Wow.
1: Wiser, like way, way, way smarter. She was a therapist. Wow, what? Yeah, yeah. So she, you know, something I really appreciated about her was growing up with her. We always lived together. Yeah. When she was raising me, she would always explain why she's doing what she's doing. Mm. Or if I did something wrong, she wouldn't punish me she would sit down and have a conversation so that i understood why it was wrong yeah and she took a very therapeutic approach to our relationship so it was like i didn't see her as a parent well i did but like not a traditional parent it was like she was like my best friend that i lived with wow right and she was she had the answers for everything oh my and it was just you know she gave me the tools the mental tools to be able to deal with the grief process right Right. like as she was uh sicker she basically we had so many conversations about death and about grief and about what happens after many many hard conversations we got to cry together we got to really have that full sense of closure so as her like parting gift to me she made sure that i would be okay yeah to the best of her ability
0: wow that's incredible and it's so cool to think about how um, I don't know how, how this person can continue to have uh, influenced you. For sure. By the, with the tools that, that they've given you. For sure. Um, we've almost been here for an hour, guys. Can you believe that? Really? Okay. Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to ask some wrap-up questions, for if that's sure. okay. Of course. Um, these are more. Maybe a little bit lighter. <laughs> I go Let's do it. We, we do the whole
1: spectrum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay. So... Um, each episode of this podcast has an accompanying playlist. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of view music a lot of times as an entry point into my creative process. So when I don't feel like editing, um, but I still like want to work on my show, I'll like build some music around Mm -hmm. the show. So I was wondering if you both could give some recommendations for songs or music and beyond that too, any art that has helped you cope and deal with loss and grief?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, for sure. Yeah, um,
2: like jazzy music. Yeah. Um, jazzy. Yeah, Jazway yeah. and I. Um, both of our moms were really big Shadé fans when <sighs> we were kids. Ooh. So taste. Yeah. Jazway
1: put me on to Sade. Yeah, she yeah put the me love for yeah.
2: So when we were growing up, like that was definitely like a big influence. Um, like Erica Badu. Yeah. Um I really loved like Frank Ocean, obviously. Like as uh, do- Eve's tumor. Sorry? Eve's tumor. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, She the last trip she went on was to California and they went to a party and he was DJing. Oh my god, and she came what? Buzzing about it. She was so excited about it. That sounds it.
0: incredible.
2: Yeah. So Eve's tumor, like spooky sounds. Yeah. Something a little bit haunted. Um, yeah, she passed in November, so around that time, uh, like, Halloween, Halloween season. Yeah, yeah I yeah. remember being at the cottage maybe, like, two weeks prior, and I was listening to a lot of spooky music. Do you remember when mm-hmm. you came? Your haunted playlist. Yeah, my haunted playlist. I'll send it to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, please do. It's, like, a lot of Portishead and, like, a lot of, like, music you want to sit in a, co- a cottage in the fall and, like, look up the <laughs> yeah. windows to the rain type stuff. Um, which was fitting because it was like a weird heavy time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that type of, that type of stuff is okay, my Okay, I'm jam. already so excited for how <laughs> this is going to sound. Yeah, I'll mm. send it to you. <laughs> uh, let's
0: go to Mitchell. What do you think?
1: Okay, I got, for music, for the grieving process, right? Yes. I got two songs.
0: Or, or songs that remind you of your mom?
1: Yeah, I got two songs. These are probably the most impactful songs that remind me of this experience. Um, skin Shape, I didn't know.
0: Okay, never heard it.
1: That song, one of my all-time favorite songs, and it has to do with grieving and everything, yeah. and it is beautiful, beautiful. And then Jen Ico, Ten Thousand Hours. <laughs> that song gets me so sad. Oh, my, oh Lord. my god! But also that song or that whole album came out the I think two weeks before she died. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to it on a repeat. Wow. So it holds this emotional charge.
0: I'm sure. And
1: that song for sure was especially cathartic, right? I definitely enjoy the process of leaning into the heavy emotion, mm-hmm. right? Or, like, getting a good cry out. like Yes. Yo, crying, it's super underrated, guys. I love crying, honestly. Cry your eyes out. <laughs>
2: yeah, cry whenever you can. Cry, cry when, when you can. You... Have you ever listened to the album Hospice by The Antlers?
0: No, I haven't. That... Wait, maybe some songs.
2: The entire album is centered around grief, death, Uh, in, like, many different forms, so Mm. there's, uh, it's an incredible album, very sad, very heavy, very, like, death, grief, but another one of those where you can really lean into it and, like, cry your eyes out to it, Mm. and it's really heavy, like, the subject matter is really heavy. Yeah. Um, Also, Andrea Gibson, Uh, have you ever listened to her? Um, No, I haven't. Like, spoken word. Oh, cool. Uh, She's a poet. Um, beautiful. She also I believe she had cancer and she's okay now. I'm not too mm-hmm. sure. Don't quote me on mm-hmm. that. Um, but also has some very heavy stuff. There's one that she did, it's on Spotify and it's called Um like The Day You Died or something, and it's about having lost someone to suicide and how it's it is so sad. Yeah. Looks like so beautiful though, and she really um expresses the way that I was feeling. Um Like, in an amazing way. Yeah. Um, Very heavy, but subject matter. Mm -hmm. Like, if you really want to lean into the feelings, amazing.
0: I love it. I'm so excited to build with my two builders this amazing playlist. I am so, so grateful to both of you. Like, on a personal level, for all of the wisdom and thoughtfulness and care that you brought to this conversation. And I think it's something that really... Has the potential to help people. So, thank, thank you so much for your openness, for sharing.
1: Thank yeah. you for having us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for the people listening.
0: Yes. Yeah. You
1: know, for this one because it's a little heavy. Yeah. But I think it's super important that we have these conversations mm-hmm. because, especially with social media, we're always seeing the best sides of people. Yeah. And we're mm-hmm. always seeing the stuff that's on display. But the more we can talk about things like this, it's like we can humanize each other. Mm-hmm. Like, let people know that, like, yeah, we do cool stuff, but like we also go through terrible stuff too. Yeah, Two it's sides. important yeah.
2: balance. I went to Nicaragua because Jazway died, yeah. and I was like, I gotta get out of town. Mm-hmm. Get so, out of the like, country when you need to. Sometimes you do the cool things because something really bad the happened. Good at the yeah, bad. yeah. The you gotta ying balance ying. it out. Yeah, yes. absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, um, yeah, to echo Mitchell, thanks so much everyone for listening. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, good people. Yeah, uh, thanks for sharing this space of with course. us. Mm-hmm. I love
0: you both deeply. I love, love you too. Okay, mm-hmm. catch you next time on new recording.